Ladies and gentlemen, get ready for this. Because radio wouldn't have them. Foxy and Giuliano, the podcast. Here we go. Here we go. Good Lord. That little squeaky bum noise still makes me laugh, that Giuliano. It's never not going to make... As soon as I stop laughing at that, the world has gone to pass. Uh, right, it's Foxy and Giuliano. It's our podcast. We are back. Thank you very much for downloading. Please subscribe. Please rate. Give us five stars. Anything less than we send Giuliano's dad round. I think that should be the uh, the constant threat now. That's our, that's our strategy, is it? <laughs> yeah, just send your dad round. Yeah. Blunt force violence. Well, no, he's not violent. He can just uh, talk at you about Italian food. Oh, yeah, you'd give up after that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll subscribe. I'll subscribe. I'll give me five stars. Now, we're very excited because this podcast, we are joined by a family member from the hugely successful show, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. We're deliberately not telling you until we get them on. It's such a privilege to talk to this person. They... Could be man, could be a woman. Oh, yeah, yeah. They are just delightful. Yeah. You are going to enjoy it, so keep listening for that. I thought, because the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air has, I would say, it's in the top five theme tunes of all time. 30 years old. 30 years? Yes, which is why uh, this cast member is coming on. Just be careful. I know, I'm trying not to ruin it. cat out of the bag. Uh, which is why they're coming on, because they're doing a, a, a reboot. They're doing a, a special episode, uh, which is going out on HBO Max uh, around Christmas time. Now we all remember the theme tune, don't we? Oh, do you remember this, Juliana? Of course. Of course you do. Do you remember the words? Uh, Come on, mate. Posh boy I'll from try. downtown. Let's hear it. Now, now this is a story all about how my life got twisted and upside down. And I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there. Can we get prince of a town called Bel Air? Beautiful. You it's not bad. It. You yeah. know what? There's a few things. I just thought to myself, how would it be if we were the stars? If if you and I, if you, Giuliano, were Will Smith, right? He never got the parts. You did. And it was based around your life. I just thought to myself, how would that theme tune sound? All right, so have a little think about you and your posh ways. You're throwing me in the deep end here. Oh, absolutely. That's what I've done for 15 years. So this this utterly sounds like something that has been set up and that will have something prepared. I don't. <laughs> I could have rang you and said, let's do this. But I thought, you know what? It's funny. So just think about, just, just perhaps... So write... if, 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 if the story, if I'm the Fresh Prince, but it's about my life story, where I've come from... Yeah. So where he goes, uh, this is a story all about oh, how my, my life... life got okay. upside down. So I came from... Um, Fresh Prince of Maidenhead. I came from <laughs> West Berkshire in Maidenhead. Yeah. Is where I was born and raised. Yeah, yeah. Spent... In, the, in, the, in the classroom was where I spent <laughs> most, most of, of your my days. days yeah. um, Chilling, uh, relaxing. Doing math, science and reading biology. <laughs> yeah. It helped me get a 2-1 degree... <laughs> From the LSE, yeah. yes, the London School of Economics, which, by the way, one of the top universities in the country. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A two-one from there yeah. is as good as a first anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and, and any more, any more? Uh, Do you want to spit no, any more no, lyrics? No, on on on. Well, it could be in the classroom is where I spent most of my days yep. thinking about football, practicing hard, but not getting a contract from Sheffield United. Damn you! <laughs> got a bit seriously, yeah, mate. Got a bit they didn't serious. offer me contracts, and so they dumped me at the age of sixteen. So you got a two-one, not quite a first. So you? I didn't make it for Sheffield United, but I got a, a two-one from uh, a, a Russell Group University. 
<laughs> from the London School of Economic Economics and Political Sciences. I feel like we've got off topic here a little bit, mate. In international history. I'm making it about me. You want it to be about me? This is about me. Well, let's hear it then. You this ready? is a story all about how my life got twist, turned upside down. Yeah. I was dumped by my first girlfriend. Because <laughs> she had a new man. I don't know. Make it, I'll just make it up. You ready? All right, I'll try. Just try your best. Oh, here we go. Now on Channel 4, it's time for The Fresh Prince of Maidenhead. Now this is a story all about how my life got twist, turned upside down. And I'd like to tell it, and just sit right there, tell you how I became the prince of a town called Maidenhead. Right, I'm in now. Ah, uh, yeah. You ready? Go on, Julian. Oh, yeah, the break goes on a little bit longer. Well, a bit of the thinking next, time. The next bit's about Philadelphia, isn't it? I believe okay. so. Okay. Go on, John. In West Berkshire, raised, is where I spent most of my days not achieving professional contracts and going to university where I got a 2-1 in international history. It's pretty good. One little fight and the tutor said, well, you're going to Birmingham. Turns out, who could have predicted, needs a little bit more planning. This whole this whole rap shizzle. Right, I tell you what, our guest, a cast member of the Fresh Prince of the Bel Air, on the podcast in just a bit. Foxy and Giuliano, the podcast. Right, after hearing those amazing lyrics being spat, um, which with your lisp is feeling quite wet. Should have worn a wetsuit. Well, luckily you've got your COVID mask on, otherwise you'd have been sprayed in COVID juice. Thank you very much. A bit of COVID chat there, who'd have thought? Um, I want to ask your your weekend. You've been away, you've been child and wife free. You went away with the lads over the weekend. Yeah, went down to St Ives. Is this the first yeah. time you've been to St Ives? Uh, no, I've been there before. It was it was just three of us and we went and played golf in West Cornwall. <laughs> Very interesting. In West Cornwall, no. Um, <laughs> Which is where you were born and raised. Yes. Um, it, it, do you know what? It was lovely. It was it was the last of the sunshine. I went swimming in the sea. We had a socially distanced meal, all that sort of stuff. No kids. But my favourite thing that came out of it is, so my friend Simon, who may or may not have said, don't put this in the podcast. Oh, did he? <laughs> Hi, Simon. Hi, Simon. What's his nickname? Uh, Burman. Burman. What's the reasoning behind that? His name's Simon Burr. Carry on. Burman. Yep. So Simon um, is in a relationship, a relatively, uh, well, not that new now, but, you know, he... <laughs> so, turns out that I think after maybe a bit of a, a disagreement with his missus, where he wasn't too happy with her, he started. <laughs> so, what do you call Leanne? If you're as a term of endearment, you call each other Lamb, don't you? She calls me Lamb. Yeah. So she calls you Lamb. And I, uh, yeah, I've, I've, yeah. You started saying it back. Yeah, uh, Jen. I say, I sometimes say, sweetie or darling or something like that. Term of endearment. So, as a sort of um, way of, I guess, negging her, but without her knowing. Yeah. So he started <laughs> yeah. calling her Mein Führer. 
<laughs> but told her yeah. it was German for my flower. Oh, does she not know? <laughs> for about six months, he got away with this. That is amazing. And then he says he got Does caught. he do it with a German accent as well? No, no, no. He just keeps going, oh, mein Führer. Yes, mein Führer. <laughs> you know, she asked him to do something. No problem, mein Führer. <laughs> Do you know, go on. Oh, no, have you finished? Because there's a story I want to share about one of my mates, but go on. No, no, no. no. So, so she goes away and she's out with her friends one, one, one time. And, and uh, she, she says, somehow it comes up. She goes, oh, yeah. And Simon's so sweet. He, he, calls, he calls me uh, Mind Fuhrer. <laughs> and the friend looks. And she was like, no, it means it's German. It means mind flower, uh, my flower. And she yeah. was like. I think you need to go and revisit what mind Führer means. Wow. And so he was caught out. I just love the idea that for six months he got away with mind it. Führer. Uh, talking about friends, and this is uh, somebody else who a, uh, does a very successful podcast, my, my wife's best friend, Victoria. Mm. And the name of her podcast is... Well, it's quite out there. They talk about things that we probably wouldn't talk about so freely. It's very good. It's very, very good. It, look, it, it does it, it does very well in the charts. It's yeah. like it's, it's really high up. Like if we were starting to do numbers like that, oh, oh my, well, that was yeah, it. Yeah. I wouldn't be doing any other work. No holes barred. It's called no holes barred. Yeah, it's 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 it, it's, it's 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 women talking about. Women, women, bits, yeah, 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 and but it's um, very funny apparently. She, and she's a, she's inc- the most creative person I think I've ever met. And she's brilliant. She's called Victoria, and she's one of the people on this podcast. Anyway. She doesn't need us to plug it, no, really. Does we she? stop? We've been going on far too long now. Anyway, um, my wife's best friend, and they were chatting over the weekend. And last week it was their little boy's parents' catch up. So he goes to nursery, and they do a parents' catch up. But of course, because of COVID, they had to do it over Zoom. Yeah. Because that is the new way forward. Now, it was 30 minutes into this catch-up that uh, Victoria realised that her Zoom name was Saggy Tits. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, Julie and Foxiano. No, Foxy and Juliano, the podcast. Foxy, what a privilege. I'm so excited. I had the hots for this lady so much. Yes, I did. I did, Daphne. I did. Right, well, well, okay. So, so we've been teasing this for a while. We've been saying that we've got a member of the cast coming on from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. We now know, or we have now revealed that it is a woman. Yes. Unless Carlton's voice has really gone high. <laughs> Hello, Daphne Maxwell Reed. Good morning. Good morning. AKA Auntie Viv. Oh, Daphne. I genuinely I had the hots for you so much. I can't I love that. I can never have too many men having the hots for me. It's just it's perfect. You've made my day. Well, firstly, whereabouts are you right now then, Daphne? In Richmond, Virginia. Beautiful Richmond, Virginia. And, And paint the picture, what can you see? I can see <laughs> outside my window. I see the uh, car parked in front of the building. Uh, it's beautiful Sounds green. Like... It's raining today, though. Is it? Oh, right. Okay. But do you live somewhere for? I imagine Virginia to be lush green fields and forest around you. It is, but I live right in the city of Richmond. I'm down by a university, so there's lots of restaurants and places to walk and young people to be inspired by. So we we know what you like, and we know that Foxy fancied you. What do you imagine Foxy looks like? What's the image from his voice? Just speak again. Hello, Daphne. Nice to talk to you. 
Okay, I see a young man with a goatee and not a full beard. Okay, well, not and a full beard, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's about between 40 and 50. Yes. And he's got um, kind of reddish white hair. How do you know this? Is, is that, you're, you're actually describing him. Daphne's done her research. <laughs> you're kidding. No, I've never, I don't know who he is. I, I know. I know. I'm, I'm pretty big over here, Daphne. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not there. Uh, so, Daphne. I will be soon. <laughs> his, 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 head, his hair is rapidly getting bolder and bolder, yes, unfortunately. Is, yes. Oh. oh, that's nice, though. Yeah, thank Both you. Both men are sexy. Stop that, Daphne. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 Daphne. Okay. Yes, dear. Um, is it every so often? Is it acceptable if we accidentally fall into Aunt Viv, and instead oh, of you Daphne, you can do it any time you like. So, do you know what? what? A lovely name. I was having, I was having a look through because obviously. Over here, we all know you as uh, Aunt Viv from The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. But there were so many other shows that I realised that w- they were sort of on in the background. So we, we were growing up in the 80s. Do you know what my favourite was? I'm not sure. Like I don't know, you know how many episodes you're in, but I always remember Hill Street Blues and the music to that. Oh, yeah. I did four four episodes of Hill Street. I I, yeah. I I don't remember watching it, but I remember my parents my doing it. You know, yeah, yeah. When you hear that music, it's like a trigger. It's just so yeah. comforting, that music. Yeah, that was fun show. Nice folk. And you were in but the A team a long time ago. <laughs> were you in the A team as well for an episode? I was in two episodes of the A team. Oh. <laughs> I was the one who kissed him, that little ball-headed guy. <laughs> She's not talking about me, is she? <laughs> not that. Not this time. <laughs> there was another ball. He, the, uh, what was his name? <laughs> Mr. Bald? T. Mr. T. T. You kissed Mr. T. T. Yes. He was stricken. Uh, oh, you have to kiss. Oh, 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 I said, don't worry. I'll kiss you on the forehead. You'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So you've kissed Mr. T. I have. Um, I mean, we, we, what was it like on the set of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Because I, t- I tell you what... Something remarkable about that show, and there's so many, and it was funny, and it was part of my childhood, and 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 all of that, and yet for all the laughs, the one thing that I remember most vividly, and I think this is a mark of how good the show was. Do you remember the episode where Will's dad leaves? Yes, that's my favourite episode as well. Besides my first episode, so, so- yes, that was one that. Um, always moves me every time I see it because it was so real and Will stepped up to the plate there. Uh, James Avery helped him realize that he could feel what this was like. Will was not a trained actor when he got this job. He was a rap star and he learned so much on the job and has grown so beautifully. It's just amazing to watch. But that episode, our James Avery just held him and said, feel this, just feel it. And he did. And it was a brilliant performance. Do you know what? I watched it again um, this morning just to sort of brush up to see, because it had been years since I'd seen it. And it made me well up yeah. again. Yes. Every I, time I see it. 
and you know, you know, my parents. You know, I, I grew up with my parents. You know, there's no, there's no sort of family breakdown there. And yet, it was so touching when, when, mm-hmm. when Will's dad walks away, and then Uncle Phil is sort of looking at him, and Will gets, he's trying to say it's okay, and he progressively gets angrier and angrier, and then just breaks down. It's breaks dif- down. It's difficult to imagine that that wasn't a trained actor. No, by that time he was a lot more trained than when he started, but um, he still had notes to get. And James was our rock and was very willing to bring him along. As a family on the telly, how was it? Did you, were you like a family in real life? And still are. Still are, yes. amazing. Yes, we just shot a reunion show that's going to be yes. well, that's being shown we... on HBO Max. That's and... right. That's why we're wow. talking to you. So, so tell us about it. Where, where did it come from? Because I'm sure I saw plenty of interviews over the years where different cast members said it'll never happen. <laughs> well, Will asked and we all showed up. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> it was pretty easy. Simple as that. <laughs> I mean, are you, are you just all on the phone to each other or does it have to go through agents? How does something like this work? You get an email and you answer the email and you get to L.A. and they take care of everything. And it was a lovely, lovely week. It was, I was gonna, an incredible week. I was going to ask, did you all just fall back into place? Oh, yeah. But we had been seeing each other over the years. Um, we're all very close. I mean, we've had births, deaths, marriages, yeah. the whole thing that any family goes through. And we shared that. And... For some reason, we are still very, very close. And can you give us an insight into into what this is? Are, are, are we just we obviously not just picking up where we left off because obviously James Avery has died now, Uncle Phil. But can you give us an insight? Is it going to still be uh, laughs predominantly, or or is it uh, more of a drama now? It's not a show like it's not a scripted show. Okay. It is a reunion. It's us seeing each other and trading stories, laughs, tears, and lots of surprises. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Oh, you tease, <laughs> Daphne, you big tease. For, for, for you then, you talked about your favourite episode. What's, what's your fondest memories of the show? My fondest memory is when I showed up. It, it could have been an awkward kind of thing because I was there instead of the woman who played the first three years of Aunt Viv. And I had, of course, been on television for years and years, but to step into a role where the cast that you're working with has been working together for three years and you show up, it's like I expected it to be a little awkward. It wasn't even an ounce of awkward. They greeted me like I had been there the whole time. It was embraced... Uh, there were flowers in my dressing room, dozens and dozens of roses, and I felt so welcome. And when I got over the fear of working before a live audience, because I had never done that on television, mm. I did it in high school, but I've never done it on television. All the shows I've ever shot were shot on film style. So working before a live audience, I thought was going to be my biggest hurdle. And as soon as I walked out on the stage, I just relaxed. They just were so embracing. Was Will Smith, was it, I mean, he was already a star by then from music. Mm-hmm. Was it just obvious that this man was going to be who he is today? Yes. 
I can say that because I've never seen anyone work as hard, give as much of himself freely as he did. I mean, he'd give 100 200% in rehearsal. And I said, hey, guys, you know, you're showing us up. You can't be doing this. <laughs> and he was always there. And I could see his mind working. He absorbed everything around him. And he was a great businessman. He made deals that he talked about. And I knew that he was going to be successful at whatever he put his hand on. Because he just had the the charm and the charisma and the acumen to do it. And Daphne, you were part of his success as well. I'm happy to be part of that success. <laughs> yeah. I've been enjoying this a whole lot. <laughs> I bet, I bet. <laughs> and and tell us about Uncle Phil, about James Avery. Oh. I mean, I mean, it, it's funny, the little things that you pick up, I didn't realise, okay, so something that was completely part of my life when I was growing up, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, did you know that yeah. he was the voice of Shredder? I did. Yes. I, you yes. did not I know did, that. I did, I just lied, so I don't want to disappoint <laughs> Daphne. I did, yes. <laughs> Oh, yes. Shredder. He was a voice of a lot of characters. He did so many things um, besides the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. He was a trained Shakespearean actor. He taught. He, he just was <laughs> this bigger-than-life, wonderful guy that I fell in love with at the audition. I got to audition with him probably three times to secure the part. And the first time, it was just, we clicked. It was just a relationship that had developed on site. And I just love this man. He and his wife and I and my husband used to travel together. And sometimes when my husband couldn't join me on um, some event that I was booked on that they wanted a couple, yeah. I asked his wife, Barbara, I said, can I borrow your husband? I need a husband this weekend. And she said, yeah, take him. So we did a lot of things together. One of the highlights was um, the opening of what is now um, the uh, Dominion Center in Richmond. It's a big, like, opera house. And they had remodeled it. And the opening of this theater was... The Virginia Opera, the Virginia Ballet, the Virginia uh, Symphony, and James and I doing Midsummer Night's Dream. Oh, wow. And wow. it was just, it's one of my fondest memories. Do you know what? Whenever we get to talk to someone like you, and uh, again, you've done so much in your career, but you've got to remember, in the UK, everyone knew you as Aunt Viv, first of all. And then you do a bit of digging, okay? And for all your success on The Fresh Prince and on the screen, I think the thing that has endeared me to you most is when I started hearing about uh, the things that you were doing at university when all the civil rights stuff was kicking off at the end of the 60s. And ah. can you tell, because cause you're quite the activist, aren't you? Oh, I, my mother was an activist, so I was raised as an activist. <laughs> so so um, tell him, you, yeah. you went to Northwestern University, okay? And, right. And, and paint a picture of what it was like there for a black student going there for the first time. Uh, they had a um, 
student count of about 5,000 students. And the year that I went, we numbered 36 black students on campus. And it was at a time where the university was still living <laughs> in the past, in their lily white hoodness. <laughs> and they found it very difficult to understand that there were black people there. <laughs> so mm. we had to make ourselves comfortable. And um, we did that in various ways. I was not as much of a um, rabble-rousing activist as an, uh, let's see how I would put it, an introductory activist. I would meet people one-on-one -on -one and change their minds. Okay. Um, so we had a takeover of the university uh, when we were 100 strong, which was my second year there. And we took over the office where they had the only computer on campus and where they dispersed funds. We very quietly entered the building, completed completely, just settled into the building, asked the three ladies who were there to leave so that they wouldn't be hurt. And we locked ourselves in until they listened to what we needed. And uh, after about 36 hours, they complied with most that we asked for. And what were you asking and that for? Was, we were asking for some relevant studies, a place for us to hang out and be safe because, I mean, we'd walk down the street and other students were throwing beer cans at us and, and yelling epithets and things. So we wanted a place called, and we got a place called the Black House. And it, it exists today. It's still there. Wow. And we also wanted some black studies because we wanted some relevant history. We wanted some relevant art, some relevant social sciences, and some relevant teachers. And we got that. We got professors. We got some incredible black professors to um, come on campus. And, you said and then we asked for more black students. And they finally are getting around to that as well. And you said your mum was quite the activist. Uh, she wh was. What did she think when you said? Because uh, presumably, I mean, they could have what said, "We'll throw you out," or we'll, we'll... they could have. But uh, I called her when I got inside, and I said, "I've we've taken over the bursar's office, and I'm here in a sit-in." And she said, "Okay, let me know when you have if you need any uh, bail money." <laughs> she sounds great she was wonderful <laughs> she was wonderful but I mean I had been participating in all sorts of activist things I went to the march on Washington and I was like 14 years old and um, we had a busload of people from our church we went down there I remember it well you know I was lucky enough to talk very briefly with Martin Luther King uh, Jr and mm -hmm. I, I, you know, and I was, you know, I was just enthralled, you know, just to listen to, there are some people, you know, that you just listen to, you don't speak, you just listen to. Right. And I just wonder, you know, you uh, growing up uh, through your formative years at university, through the civil rights era, uh, era through Dr. King's uh, assassination, do you see mm -hmm. parallels to then today? To today, I sadly see it, I said, I'm not doing this again. <laughs> this is going so far back. It's erasing so much progress. I, I think this election is, is the election of a lifetime. And I hope that the young people step up to it. 
I mean, I don't have another uh, 40 years to change things. So I'm hoping that these people who are demonstrating now and insisting on, on justice, insisting on fairness, that's all they're asking for is, is equality. I hope that the message gets through and I hope that we're able to make some changes. Do you think yourself back in in the late 60s or, or coming through that in, in the 80s and 90s, did you ever imagine an America the way it is at the moment? Well, it kind of was like that <laughs> back then in the 50s and 60s. Uh, I was sheltered a little from it because I grew up in New York City where you didn't have the stark chasm that they had in the South or in the Midwest or elsewhere in uh, the United States. So I didn't see as much of the, the problems that they had in the South. I could go vote. I could go sit at a counter, a lunch counter. My father worked at a lunch counter. Um, so it was different for me when I was exposed to it in Chicago, where there was really a division between black and white. And it keeps looking like all the progress that we made since then, it's looking like we're right back there again. Well, let's try and be a bit more hopeful then. Um, what, oh, I always am. I, well, I know you are. What can I, I'm, I'm hopeful that one day Daphne will kiss my forehead like she did Mr. T's. Oh, well, I'll be in Wales in April. What? Will what? you? What are you doing in Wales? <laughs> I love Wales, Daphne. I'm doing Comic-Con. Are you really? Oh, that is amazing. Yeah. So you'll have the opportunity to show me your forehead. <laughs> <laughs> so if, if I turn up and go, yeah, it's Foxy here. I chatted with Daphne a couple of weeks and, back. And she'll, she'll, she'll go, prove it. Because you can get in. You can just get a ticket like a normal punter. You can, and yeah. she'll go, That's prove right. it. And, I'll, and you, all you have to do is go say, kiss my forehead. Kiss my forehead. There you go. <laughs> That's all you need to do. That's Security. all you have to do. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, looking forward to it. Oh, don't you worry, I'll be there. Do you know what? It's been an absolute pleasure it talking really to has. you. And I to you guys. Thank you for setting this up again. Well, what's and, and what's the rest of the day looking like for you? Because it's as as we're recording it, it's probably about ten thirty in the morning there. What does what it is? What does Aunt Viv do for the rest of her day? Well, I have to do a lot of paperwork today, and I have to finish. I've designed a uh, fabric that I've got to get printed so I can make some masks for a um, group called Culture Works here in Richmond, a board that I'm on. I make uh, these COVID masks. I make very designer ones with fancy fabrics. So well, I designed a fabric and I've got to get through that. You're a seamstress as well, I know. I am, and a designer. And a photographer. And my calendar just came out, so I'll have to send you one. Send me your address. I'll send oh, you I'll one. Do that, I'll do that, Daphne. <laughs> What's the calendar on? I'll put a kiss on it for you. Oh, my God. Oh, stop it, Daphne. Oh, stop. You're a flirt. <laughs> well. Is your husband there right now? Oh, yeah. 
is he? How big? How big is he, Daphne? <laughs> uh, skinny little dude, you know, little guy from from WKRP in Cincinnati. Oh. Guy. <laughs> oh, Daphne, thank you so much for being on the podcast this afternoon. I appreciate it, and I'm I'm excited about the new the, the new look, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and 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 I will see you in Wales in a few weeks. <laughs> Excellent. It's it's April, darling. April. It's more than a few weeks. Yes. <laughs> We've got got a long time to look I, forward to I, it. I'm wishing yes. that I'm wishing that time away. I just want it to be now. I, just want it <laughs> I to be see. <laughs> Daphne, thank you very much. Take care. We shall see you Have soon. Have a great weekend. Bye bye. Be well. Bye bye. Foxy and Giuliano, the podcast. It's pretty damn fine. Time for Hot Balls! Oh, we're completely... Port Balls. Oh, oh, we've, we've messed we've, it up now. Missed the... Forget it. Who we got playing Port Balls? We've got Kath. Kath, how are you, Kath? What is going on here? Kath Stan Cheshire, she's sometimes on the telly and she works for the BBC. You know what, I'm in the middle of some really important political news. Yeah, we don't care about that. No, this is Port Balls, Calf. Put down your tools. We're about to play for a takeaway tonight, Calf. <laughs> Kath, what's happened is our caller is not picking up the phone. No. So, right. because... Your choice number or do. Because... So, so, in a week of lots of massive breaking news yeah. about coronavirus, yeah. and, and after a, a big afternoon regional briefing that you won't know about, but that's happened... You thought, what person would be the most free and able to just play our radio podcast game yeah, at and, the drop of a hat? Yeah, and also be good value. And you thought it was me? Yeah. Kath. Basically, a call has fallen down, OK? And we want to get out the studio. <laughs> we, we, we want to get our recording done with. So we thought to ourselves, it will just fill the time for us. Kath'll do it. Kath'll do it. Right, well, I've got, I, okay, I've got, how long is, is it going to take? Very, very, it's, it's won't, this won't take long, Kath, okay? Have you, have you ever heard pork balls before, Kath? Of course I've heard pork balls. Of course. I'm an amateur. <laughs> so, Kath, when, yeah. Kath, when Kath isn't a BBC political reporter, yeah. Kath likes a takeaway, as do we all. She's a charmer, okay. isn't So I thought, Kath, <laughs> would you like the opportunity to have a takeaway on Foxy and Giuliano up to the value of £20? The I answer would. is it yes. It doesn't have to be a Chinese takeaway, though, does it? Because that's my least favourite No, is it? Takeaway. Hang on. I know you're really busy because of COVID and stuff, but just rate your top five takeaways. So five would have been Chinese. What's at number four, Kath? Are there five? No. Well, yeah, you've got pizzas, kebabs. Okay. Yeah, go on. So number five, five is probably kebab. Right. Yeah. Four is curry. Yeah. Really? Three is fish and chips. Uh, sorry. No, hang on. What's happened? I've, I've lost my thread. Five is Chinese. Yeah. Four is kebab. Yeah. Three is curry. Yeah. Two is fish and chips. One is pizza. Easy. Everything. Okay. Well, do you know what? You can use the £20, or we'll pay up to £20 worth of pizzas for you, okay? Okay. It's very simple. Kath, I know you're in a big rush, and this is unexpected. Um, <laughs> what are you doing this weekend, Kath? <laughs> um... I'm going to see some some people on Saturday, and I'm doing two swims. Oh, yeah, let's move on. That's boring. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Okay, so 
just Kath, so everyone. Kath, I know you're really busy and you need to get this done quickly, and you're just doing it as a favour because the caller call pulled out. I just wondered, rate your top ten colours, right? What's number ten? There definitely aren't ten colours. <laughs> All right, let's get serious now because this is serious business. Eyes down. Here we go. This is your chance to win a takeaway on us up to the value of £20. All you've got to do, Catherine, mm. is guess what number pork balls are on the menu of the Chinese restaurant that we have rung. OK. OK, so what's your strategy? Before you go before you go throwing numbers out there, what's your strategy? Are these like the, the, the covered in batter balls? Yes, pork balls. Yeah, I'm just checking. You're a political you know, reporter. They're pork. Yeah, you know, but you know, it might, Kath, there might be. Kath, 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 you know all about your balls. Come on. It's the ones that are covered in batter. <laughs> I'd walk straight into that one. Um, my strategy is yeah. do I get to know anything about where where the place is at all? Uh, the Chinese restaurant that we called. It's in the UK. Is in the UK. Okay. And do I get to know whether it's in a city or not? Can you tell me that? It's in a, it's in a very large city, yes. Right, okay. Because I think that might make a difference to how many items are on the menu. Right, okay, could, yeah. Which could make a difference to the number. I, I'd say the, the, the balls are normally in the middle somewhere. Are they? I'm, I'm going to go... <laughs> I'm going to go... Stop it. I'm going to go for number 57. 57? 57. 57, right. Are you sure? Do you want to lock in 57? She's in a rush here, Jules. Oh, should I go up a bit? Are the balls a bit higher? The balls might be a bit higher. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go 62. I'm gonna go Ooh. 62. Lock it in. Are you locking it, lock it in? in. Lock, lock it in. in. Let me just pray. Play. Let me just pray. <laughs> Let me just pray. That's the right one. Let me press. I'm doing. Let me press play on the locked-in sound effect. <laughs> okay, it's locked in. It's locked in. Let's call the Chinese takeaway. Good luck, Kat. Hello, it's me, Flower. Hi, good evening. I was just wondering what number your pork balls are on your takeaway menu. Uh, 129. 129, perfect. Thank you very much, mate. Take care. Alright, uh, thank you. Bye. Kath, I'm so sorry! Miles I'm away. My, I'm so sorry, Kath. But we thank you very much for playing pork balls. Kath, everyone, goodbye! Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, she's gone. Yes, fuck that way. But this is good because traditionally we leave pork balls on a low, but yeah. this is quite kind of triumphant. That's what I thought, and I just want to say, if you've enjoyed this week's podcast and our amazing guest, great um, guest, yeah. Who else has got the fresh Prince of Bel Air's Viv. Yes, us. Well, maybe other people. I don't no, know. No, 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 no. Just us. Uh, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you download the podcast. Make sure you rate. Give us five stars. Also, we are on Facebook. Just search for Foxy and Giuliano. Same name on Instagram. Thank you very much for listening. It has been wonderful.